Welcome, welcome, welcome back, family. I, it is me, Brother DSP, your friendly, your friendly neighborhood media personality. Heavy, heavy hitters from Rockland County, Rockland County. Big shout out, shout out, shout out to the YouTubers that are watching. That are watching, that are watching, that are watching. Welcome, welcome back, family. I, it is me. Welcome, welcome back, family. I, it is me. Welcome, 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 Tell the listeners, tell the viewers, tell the listeners, tell the viewers. Of course, explicit content. Of course, explicit content. Yeah, of okay. course, of course, explicit content. Yes, of course, yes. I got the whole. Uh, make sure you make follow, sure you follow me. And of course, and of course, you went in, went in, went in. in. Uh, make sure you follow the uh, platform on Instagram. That's at t h a b l a s t p o d c a s t. Thank you for listening. What's going on, family? It is I, it is me, Brother DSP, your friendly neighborhood media personality, and you're now tapped into the final installment of Brother DSP Speaks Season 2. We made it, y'all. Episode 8, installment 8, however you want to call it. African or indigenous, what should we call ourselves? Another profound season coming to an end. I wouldn't... Well, the first season was profound because it was the um, very first season of the uh, program. And um, it wasn't as political as this one. This season was super political. So that's why I find this one to be a lot more profound than the, the first one. But the first one is profound in its own right because it was the very first season, the very first time that I tried this. And um, even last season, I didn't really promote it like that. People tapped in. You know what I mean? That just shows me that people are loving the blast podcast platform and they're just tapped in with everything that's going on and I, I salute them thank you so much for uh the the love straight like that um please follow me on instagram that's at t-h-a-b-l-a-s-t-p-o-d-c-a-s-t um you could uh click the link in the bio it's a link tree it'll get you everywhere and anywhere you need to be that's affiliated with my platform or with me in general um you're listening to installment number eight of Brother DSP Speaks. This is the final installment, man. Um, I had fun doing this, man. I really did. I can't wait till the end of this year to really dive into this year and, you know, touch on some of the topics that I want to touch on. You know, I don't know if it's going to be as political or if it's going to be as lighthearted or if I'm going to do, I'm, you know what, I might do a blend. I'm going to do a blend where I do lighthearted topics and I do political topics just to see if that's the mix I need, because the political um, crowd came through. And I think some of the people that were listening from the first season came through as well. Maybe they just wanted to hear what I had to say with the topics. And I did promote it a lot better this go round. So imagine what I'm going to do with season three. Season three, it's going to be serious. You know what I mean? I might even try and incorporate a visual some way, somehow. But um, it is what it is, man. Please be sure to tap in with me. Um, website. That's on the link tree. Uh, YouTube channel, that's on the link tree. Everywhere else you could um, find anything affiliated with the Blast Podcast platform or Onslaught Multimedia will be found on that link tree. So definitely tap into that. Um, also check out my playlist, man. GR845, that's what I'm rocking to in the background right now. Shout out to my guy, Stan Michael. Um, this is his song, Intoxicated, off Sex, Love, Drama. Sex, Love, and Drama. 
Um, so please be sure to tap in with me, man. Doing major things. Um, let me break down this episode after this. this. Of course, this is the introduction. I'm sorry. This is the intro. After this, we're going to get an ad from Culture Wings. After that, we're going to get into the uh, topic. After the topic, we're going to get into the Mick Chrissy's ad. And then after that, we're going to close out the show, man. I mean, this, 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 this was great. I've really enjoyed putting this season together. Um, I'm really enjoying seeing the people tap into it. So I'm loving this. Thank you for, um, for fucking with me. For real. I- I'm glad that y'all really enjoyed this. For sure, for sure. But um, shout out to McChrissy's and Culture Wings for being great sponsors uh, for this season. Truly appreciate y'all, man. Make sure y'all tap in with them, especially if you're local. If you're in the Rockland County area, please tap in with them because they're doing major things. Great things with their food service. So tap in with them. Tell them that I sent you. Um, as a matter of fact, the Blast Podcast, um, use that promotional code for Culture Wings. They'll give you a, a, a side of fries for free. So tap in with them, man. Doing major things. We're about to get into this ad, and then we're going to get into the topic. Be right back. Culture Wings. If you're looking for flavorful wings in the Rockland County, New York area, we've got the place for you. Give them a follow on Instagram at FTC Wings. Again, that's at FTC underscore W-I-N-G-Z. Place your order in the DMs or give them a call at 845-200-1600. Free delivery to those who are in the Havistraw and West Havistraw area. Please be sure to vote weekly on their Instagram page for the sauce of the week. Thai chili, honey barbecue, Cajun, lemon pepper, and garlic parm are the weekly wing flavors. Eight piece for $7, eight piece combo for $10. 16 piece for $14, 16 piece combo for $17. 24 piece for $21, 24 piece combo for $24. An order of fries is $3, loaded fries for $5. Mozzarella sticks are also an option. Eight for $5, 16 for $10. Beverages are all $1, which includes Coke, Sprite, and water. They have catering options as well. Please be sure to use the Blast Podcast promo code to get a free order of fries. Orders are taken only on Sundays from 12 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. These wings sell out fast, so don't miss out on the opportunity to taste the best wings in Rockland County, New York. Remember the name, Culture Wings. What's going on, family? Um, as you already know, it's me, Brother DSP, your friendly neighborhood media personality. And um, today we're discussing um, African or indigenous. What should we call ourselves? Um, as you all, <clears throat> excuse me, as you all may know by now, this is the season finale. I hope you guys truly enjoyed this season. Um, this season was a lot more uh, political, uh, not so lighthearted like the first season. Um, Probably the most lighthearted topic that I spoke on was the information age on this season. But this this, this season was super uh, profound, and I'm glad that I was able to um, complete these eight episodes, you know. And um, it seems like I have something here. It's, it seems like I have something that the people enjoy. So let me, let me get right into it. I already spoke about this in the beginning. Um, African and indigenous. To me, this was a... People said this is an age-old conversation, an age-old debate. And in my mind, it's like, this is just more separation, more divide and conquer tactics, you know what I mean? Um, Whether you're indigenous, when I say indigenous, you know, Native American, with Native American descent, because yes, they had people that 
look like me within the indigenous collective. You know, how, where did that come from? I'm not sure. I'm not, uh, I'm not a gen genealogist or anything like that, so I can't really sit here and break it down for you. But I know for a fact, within the indigenous collective, there are people that would be deemed black, right? So to me, I, I don't, I'm not here to set trip or like bug out over, oh, why, why are you calling yourself indigenous? Why are you calling yourself African? I'm not with that. You know what I'm saying? If you do your homework, you find out who you are, you'll know exactly who you are. You'll know if you're indigenous, you'll know if you're African, you'll know all that. Um, my, my, my problem with the whole thing is this. Um, what I'm starting to see is that, particularly on the indigenous side, I do see it on the African side as well, um, the denouncing of one collective over another. For example, um, uh, what's that guy's name, man? The guy that did all the hidden colors, um, all the hidden colors, uh, docs, and he did the 1804 doc. And to see his stance now, I think he's what, what, what does he call himself? A foundational American or some, something like that. It's just another title to, um, to create separation. I just can't remember that brother's name right now. Oh, I think it's like Tariq Nasheed or some shit like that. I don't remember. But um, I know he's been on some shit where he's been disrespecting people of that even have African features. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, wow. This is the same Head and Colors dude? This is the same dude that did 1804? And now he's practicing the separation? Why? You know what I mean? Is it... Are you an agent? Is this how you genuinely feel? Are you suffering from self-hate? You know what I mean? And of course, I don't think he even identifies as indigenous. It's just an example I wanted to give. But there are people that identify as indigenous and they go hard against their um, African counterparts. A lot of them, I notice, uh, suffer from something. It was more of a personal thing. Like, for example, uh, a huge Pan-African, I guess, proponent, you can say, is Dr. Umar Johnson. I have my own reservations about that man. Maybe maybe I might discuss that next season. Season three, we'll talk about um, Umar Johnson. Or just the false prophets in our um, collective. Maybe I'll do something like that. But um, Umar Johnson is a huge proponent, spokesperson, for Pan-Africanism, uh, uh, I, can't, I can't front because he's probably at the forefront when it comes to this Pan-African shit because he's always Pan-African this, Marcus Garvey that, Frederick Douglass's distant cousin, all that, all that talk. And he actually stopped saying that too. I don't know if y'all noticed. But um, A lot of people were disgruntled with the Pan-African movement because many people identify the Pan-African movement with this one man. When they're, far, when, when they're wrong about that. Umar Johnson is not the standard bearer for a Pan-African. And the thing is, I believe a lot of people fell for that or subscribed to that. And 
that's a huge mistake. They should have never subscribed to that. They should have never believed that one man is the entire movement. Is he doing, is he a great orator? Absolutely. He has the skills of a preacher to move you so much to the point where you want to give something to feel like you helped out. And that's what he does very well. And a lot of people give donations, you know, because he had this, he had, um, his selling point was that he wanted to start a school, right? Um, which, which is a great idea. Very, very, um, very thoughtful, very community-like, you know? So when people hear something genuine like that, they're going to want to pitch in. They're going to want to be a part of it, especially if you hear how passionate he is when he speaks about it. So what happens is many people have been donating, what year is this, 2021? Some people have been donating since 2012, 2011. You're talking about 10 years. 10 years this man has been talking about getting to school, getting things done. And um, till this day, till this day, no school has been opened. No, no educational institution has been open. And I think with that, a lot of people seen this so-called scam and um, they got disgruntled, not with just Umar Johnson. They got disgruntled with the movement, you know, and I think they made a mistake in that. Not everybody in the Pan-African movement looks at Umar Johnson like some of his followers do. There are actual Pan-Africans within the collective who can't stand Dr. Umar. Not on no personal level, because they don't know, them, know him personally, but on a level where, yo, why are you using the Pan-African, um, not business model, the Pan-African um, political uh, view, political perspective, and using that to as a selling point to get donations for a school that you still haven't opened yet? And I think that's why a lot of people got disgruntled. This is why a lot of people, I believe, started identifying with the other collective that went through the same shit that we went through. And when I say we, I mean Africans. The other collective is the indigenous. There are several indigenous people that can tell you that their ancestors were subjugated because of what they looked like. They didn't care if they were African or not. It's like, hmm, you look, you look, you look, you look subhuman. You have to understand, they didn't look at us as a nationality. They didn't look at us as human beings. <laughs> you know, they didn't look at us as human beings. They thought we were subhuman. Three-fifths of the men, if I'm correct. So if they seen someone that resembled that, yeah, they're going to snatch them up and, and throw them in subjugation. So this is why I don't care um, if you identify as indigenous or if you identify as African, just don't disrespect each other's collective because we have the same experience. You know what I mean? Granted, you probably didn't get abducted from a different continent and brought to a, a continent that you know nothing of, but you were probably abducted from your civilization and brought to someplace else that you have no idea what's going on. And for some reason, you're being treated like an animal, maybe even less than an animal. This is why I don't set trip. This is why I don't trip when 
I hear someone say, no, nah, I'm not African, I'm indigenous. Some people with their mind collective will be like, what the fuck you talking about? You indigenous? You don't know their, you don't know their um, bloodline. Just because they look black doesn't mean that they're African. Do, will, might they have some African blood inside of them? You never know. Like I said, I'm not a genealogist. You know what I'm saying? I might even have some indigenous blood in me. There are, were, is indigenous people on the island of Haiti. They were known as the Taino. They were all over the Caribbean, the Arawak tradition. You know what I'm saying? What makes you think I don't have any indigenous blood? I know my cousin does. And I mean my first cousin. On her mom's side, on her maternal side, there's some Taino there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, who am I to say, oh, you're not African, you indigenous. Oh, you're not, Af you're not indigenous, you African. Like, who am I to say that? And who is the next man to say that? Especially if you're not a genealogist and you didn't take, no, you didn't take my blood to check out my haplogroups and all that. You didn't do all that. You didn't do no biochemistry to find out who I was. So who are you to tell me that, oh, you're not African. Oh, you from Haiti, so you indigenous. What? Do you even know how many freaking slave ships came through the Caribbean? I don't think people understand that. So when I hear silly shit like, oh, you ain't African, you indigenous because you Haitian, I think that's some of the dumbest shit ever heard, I ever heard. And, just, and also to the um, indigenous, stop trying to shit on the Africans because you have a, 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 two, a, a, a minute group sitting there disrespecting your culture. Or you feel they're disrespecting you because they're asking you questions about your culture. Don't feel disrespected. You'll know when, the, when the, you're being disrespected. Check the tone. Read the room. You know, I just, I just felt like I had to speak on this because I know some indigenous people. I know some African people. And there's no beef between us because of our ancestry. Like, the shit I see on the internet is so fucking silly. So silly. Like, oh, I'm indigenous, so I'm better than you. I, I have rights to, to uh, reparations before you. I'm like, come on. One, this criminal is not going to give you reparations. Two, how can you quantify the, the, the work that our ancestors put in? How can you quantify that? You, they're because they're gonna give you a number because they're not gonna allow you to select a number. They're gonna give you a number, and then you're gonna have to be like, okay, who are they to dictate to you um, the 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 quality of your ancestors' work? They wouldn't be able to quantify that, so they'll just probably throw you a couple hundred thousand, or maybe a mill here and there. You'll never get a billion. You'll never get a trillion. You see what I'm saying? This is, this is why the reparations conversation needs to be had, but needs to be had without emotions. And it needs to be had amongst the collective before we take it out to anybody else. Because I don't think uh, the collective itself understands reparations. But like I said, that's, that's, that's another topic. Wow, I think I got two topics for season three already. That's crazy. Oh, man, that is crazy. Uh, false prophets at... Uh, and reparations. So, yeah, season three looks like it's, it's about to get busy. But no, man, I just really, really, really wanted to talk about this because I I, I don't understand it. I remember when I, fir I first seen it probably three years ago. 
I've seen a hashtag, African-Americans aren't African. And I'm like, wait a minute, what do you mean by that? Like, I understand that African-American is a huge misnomer, huge misrepresentation of the people in this continent, the collective on this continent that many like to identify as black. Like I just said earlier, at first, I didn't understand what they meant by African-Americans aren't African, right? I asked. And the person said, well, yeah, not all African-Americans, quote unquote, are African. And then I was like, what do you mean by that? And thankfully, this person wasn't disrespectful. Thankfully, this person didn't think that I was trying to be facetious. Um, and they broke it down to me. They were like, yeah, um, there's this misconception that every black person you see came from Africa. And I was like, well... Please, please elaborate because me, I'm into science and all that. So I know about, I know about the theory of evolution. And I was like, okay, maybe this person doesn't believe in the theory of evolution because you don't have to believe it. It's a theory, a scientific theory, but it is still a theory. There's no proof that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> maybe he didn't buy that. And they were, he, didn't mean, he meant like, no, 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 I'm not talking about science. I'm talking about you know, actual black people being on this continent, a part of the indigenous culture. And I was like, oh, okay, I got you. I, because I thought he was speaking on for, for every black person. And I was like, I'm sorry, I did my check. Like, I, I come from several different countries in Africa. And at the time, what they're labeled, the countries are, what the, lab, what the countries are called now, they weren't called that in antiquity. See what I'm saying? So I know where I come from. So I know I'm African. You can look at me and you see, yeah, he's, he's, he's African. You know what I'm saying? No shame. I love it. I love it. Straight like that. I'm, I'm super proud of my um, African heritage. You know what I mean? A lot of my Haitian culture is pretty much a baby of African culture. So I'm super proud of mine. Don't ever get it twisted. Um, so, you know, I had to see what they, he was talking about when the state broke it down to me. And I was like, okay. Then I found out a friend of mine, her father was, a uh, part of the Sioux Nation. Black man. Black features. You know, phenotypes. I hate to use the word black because people are like, what do you mean by that? You know, I just had the episode, black and brown, whatever. So, phenotypes of the African man. Very similar. But he was indigenous. He was born here into the Sioux Nation. You know what I'm saying? So, I know that there are indigenous people that are quote-unquote black and African Africans who are quote-unquote black. You know what I mean? So, I think we need to stop tripping over the fact that where our ancestors came from and notice that we all share the same destiny, fate, we, we are in the same boat, pretty much, for lack of better words. We, we're in the same fucking boat. Both of our people were subjugated. Both of our coll collectors were, were um, degraded. You know what I mean? Like, they threw the indigenous people in reservations on their own land. On their own land. They threw them in these little corners and in the states, like, here, here you go. Be happy. 
Like what? Like what what the hell what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? That's that's just inhumane, bro. Just inhumane. But man, like I said, I don't want to harp on this one too long, man. I think I got all my points off. Yeah, I got all my points off. Yeah, I got all my points off, man. I just think that if we need to stop the um stop the septi uh division because divide and conquer is what keeps us from getting to where we need to be. It's it's straight up like that. Divide and conquer keeps us away from where we need to be. And then once because I think once other collectors see us unify because yeah, other collectors are somewhat united but not all the way through. I think once other collectors see us unify, black, brown, whatever you want to call yourself, African, indigenous people, unite and really get on some group economic shit, really get on some shit where we vote pe for people that really care about our collective, not just pandering to us when it's election time. Like if we really got on some, like I said, super unified type shit, we can... We can build our own Wakanda. Everyone likes to talk about Wakanda. We can build our own Wakanda. Right here in the United States. And right here in the United States, we spend at least $1.5 trillion a year. A year. You want to know what the city of Dubai is worth? Last I checked, $1.3 trillion. That means we would still have a point two. <laughs> I guess that would be two million. Still have an extra two million? Nah, not an extra two million. It can't be an extra two million. Maybe, I don't know. We'll have an extra cash to splurge with. That's what I'm saying. So if we united, I think everyone else will follow suit and we could change the fucking world. And that's not even on no cliche, cliche shit. That's real talk. I think we could change the world if we got off, got off our shit put certain beliefs and certain things to the side and understand that we all have a common goal and we could change the world. I feel we could change the world and that's a fact. But um, let's get into this ad and then I'm going to come back and uh, close out the show. Be right back. Mick Chrissy's. A Rockland County independent food service company, popularly known for their variety of Rasta pasta. They offer several options for your liking. Whether it's chicken, shrimp, beef, or veggies, they've got you covered. They also take special orders such as red snapper or salmon dinners. Options tend to change up. You may have the opportunity to try their macaroni or their wings. Give them a follow on IG at McChrissy's. That's at M-I-C-K-C-H-R-I-S-S-I-S. And tell them the Blast Podcast sent you. Another great episode down the drain, man. Another great season down the drain. Season two has come to its completion. Um, like I said in the beginning of this, man, I really enjoyed putting this season together. It was profound. It was a, it was a, it was very political. I, and it, you know what was crazy? I thought I was gonna scare people away with that. I thought a lot of people wouldn't tap in like that. They tapped in even harder. Maybe it's because um, they see how I do my thing on the Instagram page. Like I throw subtle 
um, messages of, you know, group economics, um, loving yourself, don't allow other people to um, dictate to you who you are, stuff like that. So when people see that kind of thing, they want to they wanna pick my brain and the best way to pick my brain or to see where I'm coming from is to tap into something like this. So I think that's what's drawing people to it, attracting people to it. And of course, the year we had, 2020 was a year. So for me to, to kick off this season with, with a political tone, especially after the year we had, I think it was right. So let's see how 2021 does, man. Uh, if 2021 is another year like 2020, trust me, we might have another season like season two. If not, we might have a, a brand new type of style, a mix of lighthearted with political type of type of season. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for season three. I'm already putting... Um, topics together as you as you heard during the show um so it's good man thank y'all for tapping in please be sure to follow me on instagram that's at t-h-a-b-l-a-s-t-p-o-d-c-a-s-t um click the link in the bio it's a link tree tap in with me you know what i mean or everyone affiliated with me it's a beautiful situation tap into my playlist man gra45 on spotify grade four five you'll find that on the on the uh, link tree as well you know Follow it. Shuffle, play, and go, man. Whatever you do, we'll have that as the background music. Please. Get, get, get in tune with a lot of the artists from the Hudson Valley region. A part of New York that's been heavily ignored. I think the only person that really... Oh, there's there's two. We had um, my man Partisan Fontaine. Not had. We got Partisan Fontaine. And we got the hoodies. You know what I mean? We got tons more talent out here. You got to tap in with us. Great way to tap in with us. Great 4-5 playlist. Tap into the uh, Blast Podcast weekly episodes where I'm talking to different talents. Tap into the backlog. You'll see most of the talent that I'm speaking to is from this region. And that was done on purpose. So please be sure to tap in with me, man. Thank you for listening. Stay in tune with me, man. There's the podcast drops every Sunday at midnight. There's a new episode up. So when you wake up Sunday morning, it's right there. Tap in with me, man. Thank you for listening. Peace.